gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Moshere. Episode 58, the Gojo Hachiban, I believe. Uh, what if your girl is flirting with other guys? What if your girl is cheating on you is essentially what we are discussing here today. We've got a young man, potentially, I'm actually not sure of his boy to manhood psychology status, but a young guy reached out to me on Instagram uh, with some pretty deep shit, actually. Some very intense context, and I guess let's just set up the context here. What we're going to be diving into today, most importantly, is sexual fulfillment. We're going to really dive down to the drill right into what would cause his girl who's actually a lot older than him to even want to flow with other guys to achieve other guys we're definitely going to discuss uh setting up the relationship in which that are we motivating from pain and punishment or are we motivating from trust and acceptance we'll get that we're going to get into uh that boyhood psychology of not allowing your woman to sexually express herself we're going to talk about the bird in the cage clipping the wings many different things we've got a lot of things to get into today and actually, uh, I thought I was going to be coming at you guys from the jail sentence today. Uh, for those that you didn't know, we've been in jail lockdown for three days in South Australia. Uh, not allowed to leave our homes, but that's been lifted. So it's uh, it's good to be it's good to be uh, free, so to speak. But of course, social Q and A would have happened anyway, regardless of whether we were in lockdown or not. So, speaking of, if you guys are new to social Q and A live, get this in. This is a time now for you guys to chop it up with me over the next two to four hours on anything, dating, social dynamics, human interaction related. And uh, we begin with a preloaded question that gets us going and forms the basis of the podcast. And then we'll have open Q&A in which that you guys can drop anything. We'll get that later on. And of course, the super chat option is available if you want to donate to the channel, get your question bumped at the top, more time spent, et cetera, et cetera. 
Is that of a context we need for today? We got a, quite an interesting uh, Instagram message that he sent me here. There's a lot of I, I did some digging. I did some digging to really get as much context as we can possibly get here. And this is something that I'm sure my uh, I'm sure my 19 year old self would have needed, especially in those first relationships. Oh, also by the way, guys, if you are just dropping into a live chat now, welcome. Smack a thumbs up down below on this video. Just help support the channel, help support the video, get it sent out to the rest, and also uh, say hi in the chat. Let me know you're here. Let me know where you're from, and we'll we'll uh, we'll get this shit. Let's do it. So first person up in this chat is Justin H. Justin, I've not seen you in a long time. He says, "Yo, Adam, sound and video are crisp." In case you wanted to know, yes, I did want to know. Thank you very much, Justin. I appreciate that. Uh, we haven't had any issues in a while, but it's always good to know, and it's good to have you here. I haven't seen you in a moment. We also got Ray Singh up in here. Same notification gang. A couple of hands up. Good to have you here, Ray. Let's do this. This is going to be some shit. I'm doing. I'm just. I'm just going to say that right from the beginning here. This is not going to be a uh, an easy, an easy sesh. Oh, that's something I should say before. Should have said before. We do class Q and A. So once I get through the context here, I like to throw you guys questions, help you guys to learn. Travis has a bit of a class, and I feel like uh, the engagement. So that's why you guys want to be as engaged as possible. Uh, don't be afraid to put your best ideas and your best answers there. If they're wrong, they're wrong. If they're on, I'll reward you for that as well. So uh, this is an engaging time. This is not just me just spieling at you. But let's get this. Uh, let's get the context for today. What if she's flirting with other guys? What if she's potentially cheating on you? Let's do it. Okay, so I received this uh, DM on Instagram. Shout out to at Uitang1 if you're not there yet. Slide it up. And we're not going to be using his name, not going to be using his country. I'm going to keep things uh, quite private here, but we're just going to use that X. We're going to refer to him as X and we'll refer to his woman as Jenna. Fake name Jenna as always. And so he X sent me this message just last week saying, <clears throat> Adam, in monogamous romantic relationships, is it wise to give your missus the benefit of the doubt, trust-wise, if she's never lied or cheated on you? Does this apply to life too? Okay, trust others till they've broken your trust by their actions. And actually, just before we really do dive in here, let me just make sure we are recording. Yes, we are. Very good. Continuing on. Uh, I then hit him back by saying, why are you asking X? He then responded by saying, I'm not certain I should trust my missus because she's been reserved a few times instead of opening up rawly about what's on her mind because she's not always been a hundred percent open with me lately about why she's sad slash fiery slash stressed. I've begun to trust her less. She also does little to dissuade nice guys. And that was said in quotes, complimenting her and trying to chase her which likely stems from insecurity and a need for validation, and I'm not overly happy or impressed about that. But it reminds me how important your content is, particularly for these confused simps. (laughs) Simps. I only found out what that word was last week. Simpletons. I then responded to him by saying, excellent, to follow on. A few follow-up questions here for context, because we need to know more about his situation and the relationship between the two. It's actually, I, I went really deep with this. You guys got to be uh, impressed with these questions. He goes on to say, uh, sorry, I went on to hit him back with, excellent, to follow on, have you had an open discussion with her about these exact feelings slash thoughts? Plus, have you openly discussed the idea of cheating 
or asked her directly if she is cheating? Important questions to ask. He got back to me saying, Hey, we've had discussions on the above topics, but I've not told her that she loses my trust by pretending she's fine when it's obvious she's very stressed. She has initiated convivial convos with me about people she's worked with slash knew who cheated, but we've never discussed the topic seriously. And, uh, and it's never been focused on our relationship. I'm well nigh 100% certain she's only been with me. There have been times when guys she knows would call her and I'd answer for her in a gentlemanly way and I'd notice they'd get very nervous. Which is weird if they were just trying to be friends with her. I've denied invites to events by girls who showed, showed interest in me. And I purposefully try not to be flirtatious with the Sheilas I speak with because I know doing so would make my missus feel sad and jealous. There's a lot of red flags popping up here. Like this is, uh, like I said, this is going to be quite an in-depth story we're going to really filter through and really get everything from. Continue on. This is not the end of it. He goes on then to say, I appreciate that she's not bitchy towards anyone though. I prefer if she were clearer with the nice guys that their ass-looking tactics are pathetic and unwanted with a smiling laugh face. Instead of allowing the guys to compliment her and try to be, in quotes, nice and kindly with her. Why I bring it up now is because she wanted to show me something on her laptop and just before she showed me, I noticed one of these guys who seemed to have given up for a year sent her a Facebook message a week ago. How do I get her to absolutely feel, always feel 100% open when we have discussions? And how do I boost her self-esteem so she always feel confident and completely self-assured? A lot of really good questions here. A lot of good red flags. A lot of red flags uh, popping up. And by the way, I've got this gets a little bit deeper. So hang in there, guys. I know it's, uh, I'll get the summary with long stories like this or really in-depth context. I always sum it back up to really get your heads wrapped around it uh, and to get my head wrapped around it as well because there's a lot of moving pieces here. I then said, yeah, thanks for that. I will address this in the next week's social Q&A, but I have two further questions. Number one, how long have you two been exclusive together? Plus, how would you rate the quality of your sex life together? I assume you're both early 20s, but please correct me if I'm wrong. He responded by saying, I should increase the frequency of our sex because we don't have sex often. I'm going to leave that long pause there. It's a huge red flag right there for many reasons relating to the potential of cheating and her flirting with other guys. Hopefully you guys are starting to get your minds uh, in the right direction here. Start to warm up the gears. He then went on to say, She loves my sexual power. I'd rate the quality already makes up for the quantity for us. A couple of laugh faces. She has voiced that she wants to have sex more often a few times. And I'm extremely attracted to her, so I'll make time for it. Important to note there, he's not saying I am making time for it. He's saying I will make time for it in reflection on the fact that they're not having a lot of sex right now. So, pause that. Keep going. He keeps on to say, he goes on to say, We've been exclusive for almost the last 2.5 years that we've been dating. 
I'm in my early 20s. She's in her late 20s. Stories get deeper. Stories getting richer. She knows I follow all of your content for social dynamics advice in brackets, and she appreciates that I do because she knows it's different to dodgy PUA rubbish in brackets. So would you please keep the details between us and avoid any real names? Of course, fake name Jenna and X. I may show her the video after. I've watched it, but I still want to keep it private between us for now. Yeah, no worries, mate. And then I said, yeah, absolutely. I'll address this. Thank you very much for the context. He says, oh, he says, thank you very much, Adam. 100. Okay, so that is the end of the context. Let's get the summary of it because it is quite in depth. It is quite long. I didn't even get my head around it. So what we got here is a situation. And also a lot of the introductory context didn't come to the end. So X is early 20s. Let's say somewhere between 2023. I would consider early 20s. And the woman that he's with is in her late 20s, let's say 27 to 29, right? not 30, but 27 to 29, somewhere around there. So there's going to be at least a four to five year gap range. That's what I'm ballparking here between the two, something like that, which is pretty substantial. Uh, well, it plays, a, it plays a part. It plays quite a big part. Like it'd be different if he was mid 20s and she was late 20s or the reverse, but he's early 20s and she's late 20s. And in this day and age, that's quite a substantial gap between the two and something we need to keep in mind as I start to hit you guys with questions. You really need to keep that in mind. So that's the two people that we're dealing with here. He's concerned that there's a couple concerns on his part. Number one is that she does very little to dissuade other simps. I, I can't say all of these guys are simps, but that's what he's referred to them as, which actually speaks to his mindset. But... We'll pause that. We'll get more into that later. Just that she does very little to dissuade other masculine attention. That, and he perceives this, and we're going to dive into that red flag, that he perceives this as an insecurity on her part. That it's an insecurity on hers that she's looking for the need for validation from other masculine beings. That's why she's doing very little to dissuade this delicious attention, desirable attention from other masculine beings. So he's concerned about that, that she does very little to dissuade that. He's also very concerned that she doesn't open up fully, 100%, when they have open and raw discussions or he attempts to have open discussions with her. about. He didn't say about anything in particular, so in general, I guess. That's one concern. The openness is not there with her particularly, especially about how she's feeling. We'll address that. There's a third ticket, though. There was a third ticket. Let me just get back to the message. There was one other really big thing here that he mentioned. Ah, sexual frequency. There we go. Sexual frequency was the third thing. that. So amongst not dissuading other guys from giving her sexual and uh, validated attention, she's not open about her feelings as much as he would like, and also the lack of sexual frequency between the two, which she has voiced as something that she would like more of, yet he is not delivering currently. Those are the three real big tickets of this story. Uh, a lot of red flags amongst them all. And we're going to go through piece by piece. We'll go into that. And uh, I'll just, as I'm sitting here, some of you popped up in the chat. We've got Jose. Jose is up in here saying, Sup, Sensei, I'm in. Good to have you here, Jose. Another World Bowl member up in here. So, all right. So let's address, what order should we address this in? We'll start with this, the, the key principle. Because if he's going to actually show this to his woman, I'm going to address this podcast as if I'm not just talking to him, but as if I'm talking to him and her, 
as if they're washing it together, which actually uh, several of you followers have come back to me and told me that you have done, which is really cool. Like watched it with your female partner. That's sick. So the openness, they're not dissuading that, sorry, the lack of openness, they're not dissuading of other male attention and the lack of sexual frequency. What's interesting is that we could begin with any one of these three keys because they all interrelate. And we'll hit, I'm just now starting to load up class questions for you guys. Chris, I'm going to hit you guys with. But let me start with this before we do. If X and Jenna are listening to this, and I assume that you are, I want you guys to think about this one question. What is the most important understanding of a monogamous relationship? Between the man and the woman, or woman and woman, man and man, between the masculine and feminine being, what is the most important understanding? For those of you here in the live chat, have a swing. I'm not making this a class question because this is a very difficult question if you're not schooled on this. If you are, it's very broad in general. There's no one answer to it either. But if you want to have a swing in the chat, feel free to have a swing. I'm going to keep rolling on. It's not a specific question I'm necessarily asking you guys, but it's something that these two need to begin with because what we're going to do here is we're going to start very macro. We're going to start very big and then we're going to dive into these micros because the three mic- three micros are actually all interrelated. They all affect each other. But there's one big principle that seems to be missing in this story. First answer in the chat is from Jose saying trust. As he feels like that's the number one thing that should be present in a exclusive monogamous relationship. Yes, trust, that's very general and it's only one word. It could be like that could speak to what I'm thinking of here, but just one word and that's okay. But as in, I'm not going to take uh, hours with this. We're going to go straight to it, which is that it's a good first start though, Jose. Thank you. The number one or the number one, the most important thing that needs to be upheld foundation set between you, if you're ex listen to this and Jenna, I don't even know her real name. I always got caught up on saying that, thinking that was a real name. Like, oh fuck, I said a real name. That isn't, I don't even know her name. But Jenna, ex and Jenna is that this understanding, this fundamental understanding that I don't own you and you don't own me. You were never mine to keep. I was never yours to keep. All exclusive monogamous relationships should be underpinned, founded upon this understanding. We don't own anyone in this life. I do not own you. You do not own me. And what this infers is that if we were to ever break up, for whatever the reason may be, as a result of cheating, as a result of me not trusting you anymore, as a result of me making a mistake, as a result of you dying, as a result of uh, us just having to part ways on the journey, whichever way it comes to be, it's going to happen at some point. One of us is going to die first or someone's going to leave. Whatever the reason for it being is actually not quite relevant. What is relevant is the underpinning and under foundational understanding that I don't own you and I never did. You don't own me and you never did. And if you can hold this in an exclusive monogamous relationship, then these issues we're going to dive into about her not dissuading other simps from trying to give her attention, these issues of lack of sexual frequency, these issues of her not being open up, opening up and open enough rawly with him in these discussions, all of these things can be quite targeted and quite easily addressed, actually, if both partners come to the understanding that I don't own the other one. Uh, Jose had come in before, and I see a lot of you are coming in with some bat now coming in the chat, and I'll definitely read it out, uh, saying trust. And so you could very loosely take Jose's word of trust there and say, do you trust that the other partner believes this, can hold this, 
and believed this, that I'd never owned you and you never owned me. And some of you might be thinking, why is that important? Why is that important? You're going to see as this podcast plays out. I'm actually, I stopped the explanation so that you can see how it plays out as we address this, particularly the sexuality. We're going to need to talk, go very deep on sexual fulfillment. We, I said before, we're going to talk about the pain. Are we getting motivated by the pain of punishment or are we motivated by trust and acceptance? That's probably going to be the next part, but let me dive into the chat. Chat and say hi to some of you guys. We got we got Kakashi Hadagay up in here saying the terms and conditions of both parties. Both parties need to understand what's allowed and what isn't. Also, hi, I'm not dead, just really busy with uni. Lol. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a long time, Kakashi. I uh, hope you're doing well. Good that you're not dead. And by the way, that was his answer to the question of what is the fundamental underpinning of all exclusive monogamous relationships. So. If if Kakash knew that the number one T and C T's and C was that we don't own each other, then spot on. But as a general principle, you bang on. As a general principle, absolutely, that you both have a clear understanding of what is and isn't acceptable. Bang! I love that. Uh, Justin H then came in saying trust, commitment, and communication. So he was kind of on the same general aloofness as uh, Jose. Not incorrect, but definitely not very specific. Kakash was much more specific. Thank you, though, Justin. Uh, Raylan come and saying, you can't force loyalty without attraction. Once that's gone, trust and loyalty will soon follow. Hmm. It's interesting. It doesn't quite address the actual question specifically that I asked, but it's an interesting point that you make. Uh, Dominic Moore comes in saying, I understand I am yours and you mine. Hang on a second. Dominic Walker is saying, I understand I am yours and you mine. So what's interesting, Dominic, is that you could interpret that in two different ways because you've literally said the complete opposite of what I've already gone on. But you might be meaning it in a slightly different way, as in you guys treasure each other, as in you honor each other with the love, care, and concern, as in I am yours, you are mine. And you might not necessarily be contradicting or trying to say the opposite of what I'm saying, which is that I never owned you and you never owned me. They're actually two different things. So I'm not going to, don't for those else on the podcast, I wouldn't necessarily say Dominic is extremely far off. He might just be talking about something different. Depends on how he interprets it. I give him the benefit of the doubt though. <clears throat> Fabulous then comes in saying, depends on what's more important to person, intimacy slash connection and consistency. I uh, disagree with that. Nice, nice try, but I disagree with that because regardless of the micros of how much, and we're going to get to this, fabulous, of how much sexual intimacy she requires versus what he requires because there's actually quite a rift between that in this story and to the connection and consistency of that. It doesn't matter how much any of those and what proportion and volumes of those are if you cannot understand that I never owned you and you never owned me. But that's an interesting thing that you do bring up. Hmm. We'll get more into that later on. Demit- Demetrius Loizos comes in saying, I think it's super important for both to be okay with themselves and not being in the relationship to heal wounds. I definitely agree with the first part of what you're saying, Demetrius. Definitely coming to that total acceptance for sure. But not being in the relationship to heal wounds, it would depend on what you mean by that in terms of uh, what you determine healing wounds to be. So you could be on, you could be off of that. I'm sure that's okay though. 
and then Distracon comes in saying, what up? Good to have you, Distracon. So let's move past this. Let's keep rolling. The reason why I began this this class q and I guess we it wasn't actually a class Q&A, but you guys have been piped up in the chat, which is excellent. Love that engagement. The initial question was for these two on a macro principle, do you understand that I don't, I don't own you and you don't own me? I was never yours to keep. You were never mine to keep. Do you two understand that? X and Jenna listening to this podcast, do you understand that? And if you don't, there is a lot of work to be done. And you might then be go, okay, we need a little bit of help with that. What does that actually mean? Let's pause that and let's go through the micro issues one by one. And you'll see how that overriding principle will apply to all of them. So there's three overriding, there's three micro principles here. Let's let's touch let's touch on the simps. <laughs> the simps. Let's touch on the the uh, because that's where the message essentially began. He essentially began uh well, actually, to get his exact words, let's get his exact words here the way he began, so I'm not putting them in his mouth. In monogamous romantic relationships, is it wise to give your missus the benefit of the doubt trust-wise if she's never lied or cheated? And, of course, I was too general, so I had to ask, why are you asking that? And he says, because I'm not certain I should trust her because she's been reserved a few times. So he began with her not being 100% open with him about how she's feeling which is a key we do, gonna, we do want to get to. However, it then followed on very quickly to she does very little to dissuade nice guys from complimenting her and trying to chase her. And this likely stems from insecurity and a need for validation, which I'm not overly happy or impressed about. But it reminds me how important your content is, particularly for these confused simps. Okay, so it's actually going to be hard to actually segregate these because they're all interrelated. But let's start with... Let's start with the nice guys. We'll start with the nice guys. Openness will come after that. What is the red flag, my friends? And since you guys are already popped up and ready to go in the chat, what is the red flag in his mindset around her not doing very little to dissuade nice guys from complimenting her? Other masculine beings from complimenting her. Why, if there is a red flag in there, and there is, what is it? What is the issue of that mentality that may lead and stem to her not being so open with him and trusting. See how these these are all going to play a part. But when I read that, and he says, I'm not overly happy about her doing very little to dissuade uh, other masculine attention. That's clearly trying to lifeboat their way in, trying to life raft their way in, try to indirect observe their way in. You know, a lot of principles coming back from older podcasts. Essentially, when I say life raft, life raft, there's always little guys she's on the main ship with him there's always other little guys who are on life rafts and if there was ever a problem with the main ship they're there they're life rafting it's what i refer to as indirect with intent to observe as in these nice guys aren't going to go be so ballsy to say listen uh jenna i know you're with x but i'm really into you and i don't want to break up the relationship but i need you to know how i feel that's direct these guys are not doing that. What he's painting here is indirect. Indirect of intent to observe, which is what most, in his words, simps will do. It's true, which is what they'll do is they'll life raft. They'll say, hey, Jenna, let's go to the park. Or, hey, Jenna, let's go shopping. I'll, I'll drive you there. Hey, Jenna. You know, they'll do as many uh, things as they can to just be around her, but never really truly putting their direct intent forward. Ind- indirect of intent to observe. 
That's what he's describing here. She doesn't do anything to dissuade that, though, which is what he's not happy about. And he believes it's because she requires... Oh, here we go. Because she requires validation from them. So can you see all three keys have now played in? What in his mentality about him not being happy about this might lead her to not wanting to be open with him to issues in their sexual connection, as in the lack of frequency. That may lead potentially down the road to cheating, to flirting with other guys. Listen, I'm getting you guys uh, answers up in the chat, but let me just, I really should have said this at the beginning. Why we're giving such, and why I went really deep with this guy for context, is because they're in the danger zone of their relationship right now. Two and a half years. She's in older 20s. She's He's younger 20s. Two and a half years together, monogamous exclusive. That's a very dangerous point to be in a relationship to have these issues. One of you is not being open and honest. Well, actually, it's both of you. I shouldn't, I shouldn't just say it's her. There's also things he said in his message that he hasn't been open about. So there's not, the lines of communication are not particularly clear between the two. And there's two and a half years in the relationship. If they're not going to be clear now, when are they going to be clear? Hold that. There's a misalignment of sexual energy. She wants more, he's not giving it. Two and a half years in a relationship. When's it going to get better if it's not going to get better now? Part three. She's not going out of her way to push away simps, to push away other masculine attention. Is that even an issue? We will discuss very soon. We've got some ideas on that. But the mindset he has towards it, which then blocks her ability of... Uh, let me pause that. Let me pause that shit. I just answered the question for you guys. So let me see if we got some answers up in here. As to what this is, the, this was the real first class Q and A question. What is the issue with him having an issue with her not dissuading the simps? Because that in and of itself is an issue. Racing comes up in the first answer, saying, unironically, boxing in other men as nice guy simps already shows that he feels internally threatened. As Zenny. That's Zenny right there. That's a that's a whole different angle. Like it's a whole different angle. No, no, it's a whole different face. Same angle, different face. It wasn't the face I was looking at, but it's a great face. Definitely speaks to his insecurity. Absolutely. Well done, Ray. Nailed that. That's gold money Zenny right there. That's a hundred thousand Zenny. <laughs> Take me to the world martial arts tournament, son. <laughs> Deep Dragon Ball Z references. Dominic Moore comes in saying he blames her. He blames her. Hmm. Yes. But Dominic, he blames her as only three words. He blames her for what specifically? If you're if you if what you meant was he blames her for not dissuading them, then that doesn't really make sense. You'd have to tell me what he blames her for. Because if you could underpin, there's some gold to be found in there. There's some zenny to be found in there. You started a title, but you need to give me the sub body. You need to give me the body to that. Jose then comes in saying, low self-esteem, insecurity that she will leave with any other dude. So Jose has spoken to a even an attached face to Ray's. They're both on the same line there. Ray coming in saying, 
talking about he's feeling internally threatened. There's insecurity there for sure. Jose actually coming in with the word insecurity, low self-esteem that she will leave with any other dude. Mm, mm. Both of you get money there. Both of you guys, any. That's good. Kakashi then comes in saying, his needy attachment is showing he's afraid of losing her to these simps. That's three people in a row that have already targeted targeted a big one. You guys are on point today. I love it. I love you guys in the class. Q&A, you are actually really on point because that was not necessarily an easy question to begin with. That's excellent to see. But there's something that you guys haven't brought up. I want to give I want to take you into I want to take you into the give it a face to this, like a real face, like a real painting, I should say. Let's say they're in a bar together. Let's say that Jenna and X go out to a bar. Let's say they happen to live in Adelaide, South Australia. They don't. They live in a completely different country. And say, let's say that our jail sentence lockdown just ended as it did, and they're out on the town, right? A lot of of social energy about. People are feeling good. They just want to have a drink. They're in a bar. And as as any of you, if you've ever been to a bar, know that just the very nature of being in there, you're going to get hit up. A woman specifically is going to get hit up by the very nature of her entering that system. Whether the guy is consciously doing it to attempt to take her off of you, as in, or the old school term for that would be amogging, just being a dick in my words, essentially, he's consciously trying to do that, or he's just want to be, just being a nice general social guy who's just uh, having a good time, just meeting people. These are the two different ways that this woman's going to get hit up. Oh, okay, there's the third, just the absolute drunkard who uh, doesn't really know what he's doing, but we'll leave him to the side because he's not much of a threat. The two threats that would be perceived by X being in a social situation that this would really manifest, that's why we want to go into this painting here because we're talking about, we're talking a lot, let's get a painting here. So he's at the bar. Let's say that he has to go to the toilet. Him and, him and Jenna are at the bar. He has to go to the toilet. Jenna's left to her own devices. Let's take threat number one comes up. And threat number one is just just clear, direct, clear, direct. And it's not necessarily a problem at first, because that's what I would encourage all of you to be rapidly get anyway. But we see what his intent is like when she says that I'm actually taken. So direct comes up. Threat number one comes with direct. Yeah, he's very confident. Just says, yup, saw you across the bar. Uh, doesn't probably didn't even address the fact that you were with a guy before, but just says, yeah, I thought you looked good. Had to say, hey, my name's Adam. Let's say that's me. Fuck it, hey, let's say it's me. And she goes, oh, so nice of you. And, you know, I appreciate that. But actually, I'm here with my partner. Because, and so that's a good register of that. She receives a direct intent. She understands why you're there. Bang, bang, excellent. Now we see what his true intent is. Or now we see where his mind is, at least. In which that he goes, all right, anyways, loops around and goes, that's cool. Uh, he might say something playful. He's like, well, I don't see him here now. So anyways, I was feeling this about you. I saw this, you got this kind of vibe. So he's going to address it, but then move on, continue the interaction. That's one way of going about it. He might actually just be a complete dick about it and go, well, hey, listen, uh, it's, uh, if, I don't care whether you have a boyfriend, fair game's fair game. You know, he might be that type of really abrasive energy, but he's going to be very direct is the threat that I'm pointing up here. X comes back during this. Now, what would X like to see? When he comes back and Jenna is with threat number one, who's extremely direct, he comes in, he's obviously going to say, hey, he's, he probably assumes that, well, it depends how schooled X is on social dynamics. If you know social dynamics, you can read from a distance what the male's intent is. 
just through body language. However, it might be dark, it might be too loud, you might just be not focused. He rocks up. What the question for you is, X, is what would you like to see from your woman's behalf? Because what you've described here is that you're unhappy with her her just not doing anything at all to dissuade. And this is a really abrupt affront. This is not threat number two of just a general social guy. This is a direct sexual intent guy coming in, which is threat number one. So what would you like to see? You guys in the chat, if you want to have a swing, have a swing. But this is really me talking to him right here, which is what would you like her to do? Would you A, like her to completely shut him down and say, listen, you need to leave right now? Even though he hasn't done anything offensive, even though he hasn't done, doesn't actually done anything, didn't try to physically take her away or do anything of this nature, just, just establish direct intent, that's it. Is that what you want? You want her to shut him down immediately? Hmm, okay, that's option A. Option B would be to just be a nice, be nice about it. Be nice about it, not convey or reciprocate any feelings towards him, but just be nice and let him hang around. Is that what you want? Option B? Is there an option C? And option C is obviously is quite obvious, but I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want this. But why not? And this is the good question. But why wouldn't you want option C? But what's option C? Option C is that she actually reciprocates attraction towards him. Now that, for those of you up in this chat and the live chat and listening to the podcast might be thinking, why would he ever want option C? It's not so much a question of, and the reason why I brought in option C, of her actually reciprocating the attraction. Actually, that's a good class question. That should be a legit class question. Why, why did I bring in option C? <clears throat> of the options we're talking about, of how X would like her to respond to a direct sexual threat. And a threat's a very loaded word. Maybe I should change the word. Potential. Let's say potential, because threat's too loaded. I, I think you guys know what I mean when I say threat. I mean in a good way. I mean like he's just presenting good, strong frame. Um, as in his, uh, it's a dangerous situation. In a good way, though. It's just too loaded, too nuanced. So I'll just call it a potential. <clears throat> Got to account for the lowest common denominator in this uh, 2020 politicized world. So, so of option A, B, and C here, you've got a multiple choice of how, what, and actually from your guys' perspectives, so I'm handling multiple different perspectives here. What, how would we like her to respond if we're in an exclusive monogamous relationship, two and a half years, that we assume is going well and doesn't have all the other issues that we need to address later? Let's say it's a well-founded, strong, built relationship Communication is open. Trust is there. There's no other issues here. Let's just say in a perfect world, how do we want, or in a perfect situation, how do we want her to respond? Option A, shut him down completely. In the first two seconds, don't even give him a bat. He's come up with direct intent, shut him down immediately. Option B, to just be nice and entertain him. Not necessarily reciprocate the sexual attraction or the attraction, if it's there within her, but just to be nice. You know, just let him hang around. He's not necessarily... I don't need to turn him away. He's not actually done anything wrong, but uh, I'm not necessarily going deep on him either. That's option B. So that's just being nice about it. Option C is the complete reverse of the, sh- of the shutdown, and that's the complete open up. That is the actually reciprocate attraction, actually allow herself to dive in, allow herself to start to engage in this masculine-feminine interaction. What... 
what do you guys think would be the best response? What would we like to see from a monogamous female partner? Yeah. I just want to say, because I was about to give you guys the answer. Because you guys, I was saying, it might seem a bit ridiculous that I even threw in option C. Like, why would he even want that? But if you can understand why I threw in option C, well, you got the key to the kingdom. If any of you are operating on a high enough level to understand why C is even an option, you are, you got keys to the kingdom. And uh, okay, interesting. And by the way, guys, uh, you can't just necessarily just say option A, B, or C. You need to explain why. You could select the right answer for the wrong reason, <coughs> or give me the wrong reason for the right answer. So I need to know your intent for why you select. Whew, this is this is a good session. We're getting deep here. Okay, I'm going back up in the chat. Jao Pinhal, uh, Joao, I'll just call him Jao, comes and saying, I'm struggling with my girl and I was dumb enough to show her my low confidence because she said I needed her to open up. I'm pretty sure she, that she wants me to end the relationship and that's probably what I'm going to do. Okay, so Jao, that's not related to what we're talking about right now, but when we get to open Q&A, feel free to uh, copy and paste any questions about that. We need to move on from that. Ray Singh comes in with his potential first answer saying of the multiple choice. He's going with essentially A here saying, ideally, fuck off. Make things hard for him with a wink face. So Ray has essentially selected the shutdown option, option A. Hmm. Interesting. Kakashi then comes in saying, X might want to see her brush him off. Yeah, so... Kakash, let's... Stay a little bit more macro of this. We're not necessarily saying, because we we know what X wants right now. We know that X, based on his message, because of the insecurities he's shown, that he wants option A. He wants the shutdown. So definitely, but try and think about it from a more objective perspective, not so much through X's eyes, because we kind of already know that. <clears throat> Jose comes in saying, I think that X would expect Jenna to ask the dude to leave. Yeah, so we all expect, we all agree that we think that X wants the shutdown. I think we know he wants the shutdown. Jose then goes on to say, the problem is that he might expect her to live in a lonely island with him. We live in an interactive society, though. So that's good, Jose. You're, you're tipping your toes. You're dipping your toes into why option C was presented. Not quite there with it. But uh, interesting. Dominic then comes in saying, it shows confidence in the relationship. Option C does for both of them. Oh, okay. Dominic's coming in with a slightly deeper, coming a little closer there. He says, it shows confidence in the relationship. Option C does for both of them. So Dominic is definitely closest here. He's not fully there. That wasn't a full explanation. I love that you brought in the confidence in the relationship. Like That's key. You're on money with that. Like that's it's but it's quite general. It's quite general. We can go a lot deeper with that, but you've started us. You started us up, Dominic. So you're the first person to to really hit on why C is actually presented. So good job. I like it. I like it. Kakashkin comes in saying, "Option C, he wants a threesome, probably, possibly. Sorry, option C, he wants a threesome, possibly. 
Just kidding, I don't think his attachment would be okay with that. Yes, you're definitely correct that he would not be okay with option C, Kakashi. But why not? But why not? That's why I brought it up. But why not? Which is why Dominic has... Why Dominic's getting close. Distraction says I'll go with option B, but with no explanation. Oh no, he then goes on to say, I say B because if the dude's just coming over and not being an idiot, then why not... (laughs) Not being an idiot. I love that uh, phrasing. Then why not have a chat? So... Distrakon's the first person to hit option B of just, we want her to just be nice. Just be, a, just be a good bloke about it, essentially. Be a good lass about it. It's okay. All right. I understand your explanation there. It's a good explanation. If he's not being an idiot, then why not have a chat? Well said. Uh, Jao comes in saying, you can call me John. No worries. That's all right, John. And John had said uh, option A or B would be the ones, uh, well, you'd have to give me explanations for why, as I said before. Jose then comes in saying, in my own experiences, I've let the dude play, but I've set boundaries and let know that she is my partner, love to see the game and have a good time, the three of us. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so let's move on with this. Why did I bring an option C? Dominic was the closest. Let's recap here, get the summary. X was in a bar with Jenna. Uh, he had to go to the toilet during this time. A sexual potential presented himself very directly. Hey, saw you across the bar, thought you looked beautiful, had to say hey. We're questioning how how would we like her to respond? We already know how X wants her to respond, which is a complete and total shutdown. What's unhealthy about that? Some of you have already spoken about. I think it was Jose. Jose had said that the problem is he might expect her to live in a lonely island with him, but we live in an interactive society. So option A, I'll pause that. Option, I'll pause that. We'll come back to that. Option B, one of you said option B, just track on. Just be a nice girl about it. You know, if he's not being particularly aggressive or an idiot about it, have a good chat. You know, enjoy your time together. Okay. Option C, Dominic was the only one who actually gave a, who got the closest with it, who actually explained why option C not only exists, but why it could potentially, oh, he didn't go that far. He didn't go as far to say what, what it would mean in potential which is what I was hoping someone would, but it's okay. We'll get there. He at least started us with why option C even exists, which is that it shows confidence in the relationship. So what was option C, by the way? Complete, complete indulgement, as in reciprocate the sexual energy, of course, if it's there, but that's what this is predicated on, that there is sexual attraction there between both of them, that she at least wants to explore, be interested, see it, see what this guy's got. Option C, let her do it. Let her go with it. So bring it back up. Option A, B, or C, what's the most optimal? <clears throat> if you had said option A, you are the furthest off. You are the absolute furthest. If you attempt to shut down the very sexual energy that once made her attracted to you, what do you think that's going to mean in your relationship? The sexual energy that you once presented to her when you first met, just because you've erected certain framework that says we're an exclusive monogamous relationship, your biology doesn't give a fuck about the framework. All your chemistry, all your psychology, all your evolutionary biology over millions of years of development say is that I'm either attracted and I feel comfortable or I'm not or I'm not. Regardless of whether I'm in 
this weird setup we call exclusive monogamous relationships, whether I'm in a polygamous relationship, whether I'm in a community mating system, whether I'm not in any relationship at all, whether I'm a celibate, these rules we erect, they're quite playful. They're quite liquid. They don't really mean a lot, at least not in terms of how we feel. And there is a limit to our discipline, which is what we're going to talk about later when it comes to cheating and the motivations for cheating. But staying on it here. The reason why option A, shut her down, <clears throat> have her completely shut down any potential sexual sexual potential. The reason why that is the least like preferred, the least likely, the least preferred that I would recommend is because you're literally asking her <clears throat> to curtail and turn off the very energy that made her attracted to you, that made you attracted to her. Which, how do you think that's going to affect the relationship in terms of your communication, in terms of your sexual intimacy? You want to visualize that as you're attempting to plug a hole in a wall of a thousand holes. The water's just going to come out a different hole. That's an interesting one there. That's an interesting one there. That's a really good visualization, actually. So that's why I'm never going to attempt, and when I've been in monogamous relationships, I'm never going to attempt uh, to enforce such dictatorship uh, upon my feminine being and saying that you are not allowed to entertain uh, a sexual connection, even the potential of it with another masculine being. Just, and because what, in fears of, what does it say about me? So we've talked about what it does to the relationship, what option A does to the relationship, but what does it say about me? What does it say about my, which is why Dominic got so close with Oshman C. What does it say about my confidence in that you will maintain the principles, the T's and C's of the relationship we've set up. <coughs> very low, very insecure. So from her perspective, from Jenna's perspective, what, you don't even trust me enough that if another guy came up to me, that I wouldn't, that I wouldn't have the discipline to be able to have any social interaction with him, regardless of his intent. You essentially say that you just don't trust that I have any ability to dictate and determine my own feelings and emotions. That's what you're essentially saying to me. Will that cause issues in the relationship? Yes, 100%. But what does it say about him? And what does it help her to reflect on in regards to him? Is this the grounded, confident, attractive man that I once signed up to? That's why I brought in the hard focus on why two and a half years into a relationship, and this is popping up, why this is the danger zone. You've been together for two and a half years. You got some distance between you when you first met and when you are now. She has comparison. You have comparison to each other of what you were both like when you first began, your best selves, essentially, in terms of when you were doing your absolute best to woo each other. You doing your absolute best to put forward the very best of your 50s. And as we know in relationships, we get complacent. As time goes on, we get complacent. So there's distance now. So if she senses from you, if you ever, if you decide to go with option A, shut down, she's going to sense that, is this really the guy that I signed up to? Why is he so insecure? Why doesn't he trust me? That's why option A is no good, ever no, no good at all. Option B though, what about option B? Distract him with option B. Just be nice about it. Option B is the lesser of the two evils. This is where things get interesting. Option B is the lesser of two evils. At least he's not being as dictatorish to say that you can't even entertain at all. So he is allowing some leeway of social interaction. 
Say, so, hey, listen, even if a sexual, even if a guy comes up on you, he's trying to clearly hit on you. Hey, he still talks to him. That's fine, but you know, just back it up on of reciprocating the sexual attraction. Don't go that far. Don't don't show direct intent towards him. Just you know, just be a nice girl about it. That's what option B is. It's not as bad as option A because it's not a total shutdown, but it's still curtailing the sexual energy. It's still breaking the fundamental, the thing that actually connects you and her, the the very source of energy that brought you two together and keeps you two together, sexual energy. You're still asking her to stop that from flowing. So that's why option B is still no good. Still no good. If, I, if I'm in an exclusive monogamous relationship with a girl, and I'm telling her that, hey, listen, you can still talk to guys, but you're not allowed to express your sexual energy. That's a huge mistake. That's going to cause tremendous issues, not only between her and I, in terms of our sexual connection. She's not going to be all there. She's stifled. But also, the, the element of trust isn't broken there because you are saying that you do trust her at least to engage with another masculine being. That's good. But... But that's one element of trust. What are you not trusting, though, when you say you can only engage on a platonic level with them? I hope these two are listening to that right now and just took a moment to answer that for themselves. Sexuality is not just physical. Sexuality is emotional. In fact, sexuality begins emotionally first before we even get to touch each other. You recognize that you are sexually attracted to someone well before you penetrated. It's common sense, yeah? What we're describing here is that while you do trust me to engage with another masculine being, but by you saying that I could never allow my sexual energy to flow means that within the stipulation of our relationship, you don't trust that I can separate between sexual, emotional, and sexual, physical. That as if they are one and the same and that one doesn't happen before the other and that one can't be separated. One can't be pushed to the side. One can't be allowed to flow without the other to flow. It's not true. It's not true. You recognize that you saw your diamond in the sky well before you got to touch her. You recognize you were sexually attracted to her well before you got to touch her and for women in the reverse before you saw your guy. We'll park that just for a little second because we're about to dive into sexual intimacy because we need to finish this up. Option C. The only person in this chat, Dominic, who hit up option C. When he said it shows confidence in the relationship, option C does for both of them. <clears throat> a lot of you are currently getting rickrolled right now. A lot of you thought that I just threw it option C just for the sake of it, just to play devil's advocate. Like, there's no way he would choose option C. There's no way option C would be the best for them. AK, actually let her allow her sexual energy to flow. Reciprocate the sexual intent. Why? He's in an exclusive monogamous relationship with her. Why would he want that? Why would they, even if he doesn't want that, why would I even suggest that that would be a recommended move? The Rick rolling happened at the beginning, but if you've been paying close attention, the reason why I started by explaining option A and B is that it brings us quite easily to option C. For all the reasons that option A and option B are no good, explain exactly why option C is the number one. It comes back to what connects us sexual energy any attempt for me to stifle my woman's sexual energy is going to cause downstream effect in the negative it is going to cause her to 
become a shell of herself. It is essentially putting a bird in a cage and clipping its wings. And we're going to get back to that bird analogy later on the podcast when things get a little bit more deeper, a little bit more raw. But for at least at this stage, you're, you're handicapping the sexual energy that she once had and the very sexual energy that made her attracted to you that made you attracted to her. Some of you might be getting a little bit confused and messed up. X, you might even be getting confused and messed up and thinking that, but it's no longer an exclusive monogamous relationship if, if she's allowed to go have sexual interactions with other beings. Hang on. Chut the mat there. I never said that she has to go and have sexual penetration with him, sexual physical. All I said was to reciprocate the sexual intent. This is where I think most masculine beings, um, let's, let's just go out the whole way. Most humans get completely messed up. They have no ability to differentiate between sexual, emotional, and sexual physical. If you've stipulated, because you've got to think about this, my friends, what is the problem with cheating for people who are in an exclusive or monogamous relationship? Thanks and Jenna, what is the actual issue? Is it, is it just the, betray- the betrayal? Is that it? Is it the psychological betrayal? Is it the, the fact that, that they said they would do something and honor a certain way of being and then did not? Is that it? Is that what gets people the most about cheating? Is it that, or is it the physical penetration? Is it that you allowed another being to enter you and that you entered another being? Which one do you think people get burnt on the most in cheating? Do they get burnt on the psychological betrayal or on the actual physical act of the physical penetration? If you can understand this, another key to the kingdom. If you were to give X and Jenna a completely different context, let's say that Jenna comes to X one day and says, Hey, listen, I've been thinking about it. Uh, you know, we've been together for two and a half years and I'd like to start experimenting sexually a little bit more, kind of get a little bit dry, a little bit boring, the world we're doing now. So how would you feel about bringing in another guy? Let's go DP. Let's go double penetration. Let's bring another guy in here. And let's just say X was comfortable with that, yet would not be comfortable with her just having a sexual interaction with another random guy in a bar. What's the difference between the two? Because the sexual penetration, the sexual physical is still happening in both scenarios. But something very different is happening psychologically. If you haven't got it already, for those of you in the chat, I can see that you're coming in with some stuff. I'll come back to you. I'll address you in a sec. If you haven't got it already, the reason why people go to such extreme lengths to break their principles, change who they are, establish extremely unfair, inconsiderate dictatorship principles within relationships is because of the fear of psychological betrayal. That is worse, far worse than the physical penetration. Under the correct psychological principles, you will allow for any form of physical penetration, physical sexual. If she said that, if, you got, if she coerced you enough and made you see it the right way and at least got your mind right around it, there would be a potential that you would allow another guy to have sex with your woman with you at the same time. In fact, uh, there's a lot of evolutionary argument that that's the way that we evolve sexually. 
and that uh, there was a lot of sexual competition going on between multiple male to singular female. Read up on uh, The Red Queen by Matt Ridley. Formative. Have a look into Gad Saad's work. Have a look into uh, Sex Adorned by Chris... I can't remember his last name. It's like, yeah, I got it right here. Perfect, by Chris Ryan, there you go. Uh, Anyways, getting back on. Under the right psychological principles, you will allow physical penetration that would not have been allowed under no setup of psychological principles. That's what we're talking about here. So the reason why I brought this up for option C is to differentiate between sexual emotional and sexual physical, which is why when you're in the bar, and that we get right back to the core of this, why is option C the best? To allow her to allow her sexual energy to flow. No one's saying that she has to go and have sex with him then and there or that later tonight. Yet you assume so. You assume that if your feminine partner was allowed to let her sexual energy go, allow, when another man comes up, it's like, yo, I thought you looked beautiful. How to say, hey, and she's like, and she starts to join the dance now. She throws it in and goes, hi, my name is Jenna. And he's like, and so if he's doing his job correctly, goes into qualification. Yeah, so you're looking like this kind of, actually, you look kind of crazy. Okay, I shouldn't even be talking to you right now. And, she, and then so she's, instead of shutting him down and going, you're going to need to leave, or instead of just being nice and going, ha ha, anyways, what do you do for work? And just curtailing the sexual energy. But then actually allowing the sexual energy to flow and get into it with him. Go back and forward, chop it back up with him. All right? Sexual emotional. Allowing that part of her psychology to be free. Now, you can go to even deeper lengths, deeper extremes of saying, actually allow her not only to be sexually emotionally free, but allow her to be both sexually emotional free and sexually physically free, which at that point, it would no longer be an exclusive monogamous relationship, but it might be a hybrid of certain things. It might be a hybrid relationship of which that you have a core unit, but allow for sexual freedom outside the core unit. These are different things we can talk about if you guys want to know in the chat, but not quite relevant to right now. All I am talking about is why option C is the best, and why I would choose that every single day. Every single day, choose option C because of what option A and B do. I never want my woman to feel shut down. I never want her to feel like she has to be ashamed of her sexual energy because she's going to feel it anyway. This is the point. This is what's so important is that regardless of your, your, your conniving and your constructing to set up the framework of that where exclusive monogamous, which means you can't show interest towards other people, as much as it is hard as you go in that direction, you only get the opposite. You only get the opposite because it's going to happen anyway. The things that made her attracted to you are the things that will make her attracted to someone else. And just the very nature of her being a feminine sexual being, she can't turn that off. Nor would you want to. Nor would you want to because of what that would do between you and her. Stifle the sexual energy between you two. Stifle the communication, the trust between you two. Ensure that there are issues that never get healed. Ensure that you guys never really trust each other. If you, if you guys are mature enough to acknowledge that you're adults and that you have sexual energy between you two, why live in the fantasy land of that that's, that couldn't possibly be with someone else? That, that couldn't possibly happen with someone else. As in, that couldn't be inspired. We couldn't feel those feelings. We couldn't, we couldn't even, now that we've signed up to the framework, there's no way that I'd ever feel attracted to another human being in this life, ever. It's a fantasy land. It's, it's ridiculous. And it leads to so many problems and holes in relationships, which is why option C is the best. Now, how, how far you want to go of option C, that's what I was alluding to before with 
hybrid relationships that allow for sexual freedom on the physical. But if you're going to try and stifle her sexual emotional ability to let that flow, then you're asking for a relationship to end. You're asking her to... What's the word? Not not descend. What's the... To... To harbor ill will against you. There's a word for it. I can't remember the word. Resent. There we go. Resent. That's the word I was looking for. You're asking her to resent you on a very deep subconscious level. It does, over time, it will become conscious. Over time, it will become conscious. But for a lot of women, they're happy to agree to a stifling of sexual energy. And guys as well. At first, because they just love drunk. You're in that honeymoon stage. You don't have eyes for anyone at that time. Two and a half years later, though, that's the context of this story. Two and a half years later, though, things change. So I'm going to dive up into the chat here and just see if there's any uh, worthwhile mentions. And then we're going to move on to we're going to move on to question or the second micro in this, this second big issue. But you guys have been on. You guys are doing well in the chat. Good job. By the way, if you guys are enjoying this live stream, go ahead and hit that thumbs up down below. It'll be most appreciated. Just help support the channel, help support what's going on. And if you listen to this and post on the podcast, feel free to come back and drop comments. And uh, some of you have been listening to the podcast in post and actually answering the class questions in post, which is really cool. So uh, most appreciated there. Okay, I'm just going through the chat, just seeing if there's anything uh, worthwhile mentions. Uh, I do read all of them, but just for the sake of the podcast, I'll just read out the ones that they both know how to get. Well, Distraction says, I think C was an option because they both know how to get down together, so to speak, and she knows how far it's going to go the other guy before the interaction loses its spark or before she knows when to cut it. Oh, Distraction, not bad. Not bad. That was worthwhile. That's good. You're getting your mind wrapped around it there. That's good. And Kakashi then followed on with saying, C is okay as long as she doesn't leave the bar of the guy, as long as she, de- as long as she doesn't actually meet up with the guy later. Exactly. Speaking to sexual emotional versus sexual physical. Good. Getting your minds wrapped around it. Good to see you guys can get your heads around this. Just going through this chat, see if there's anything worthwhile mentions. Also, that should be fine, Pedro. Distraction has said something very interesting here, which is that also that you should be fine of her potentially going with the other guy because you respect that she's her person and with her own desires. So Distraction, I love that you mentioned that because that's going to get us into a, that's, we're not quite ready in this podcast for that point, but it is a point we will get to. That's a deeper point. There are more foundations that need to be laid, but we will get to that because I 100% agree with you and we will get there. Thank you for bringing that up. So, Gouda Grishdo is coming saying, I don't tell my exclusive partner what she can or can't do. I just ask that she's open, honest, and respectful of what we have at all times. I like that. I like that. It's a little general. We're going to get to some specifics of that very soon, though. So, I like that you brought that up, Gouda. Okay, moving on. I could have summed that up much better if I wasn't on three hours of sleep. (laughs) You're right. Uh, just going to the chat see if there's anything more relevant and we'll move on to the next point Justin H said something interesting of that what I've seen is that guys are more hurt by the physical act while women are more hurt by the emotional betrayal that's very general Justin 
It's very general. I could I could make the argument for the opposite. I think you could probably see that as well. Hmm. I think everyone. I think depending on people's experiences, I'll be very careful to generalize like that though. Uh, okay, this option. Winstono75 came in saying, maybe there's another option of not shutting down her sexual energy, yet not engaging to the extent that you seem to be suggesting. Yeah, there is. Well, which is what I've pointed, pointed out anyway, which is that we separate between emotional and physical. Allow emotional sexual to flow, which should always be allowed to flow. Nothing should ever uh, come in the way of that. That's not, a, that's, that's not a relationship at that point. If you tell someone that they can't allow their sexual energy to flow, at least emotionally and psychologically, <coughs> that's no longer a relationship between two people. That's one person dictating the other. And if that's what you want, then okay. But be clear about what it is. Don't fool yourself into thinking this is a relationship if you're going to erect that T and C. Okay, let's move on here. So, thank you, my friends, for the chat. Let's move on to part two here. So, we've addressed his, the biggest red flag, which a lot of you have hit, a lot of you have been really on point, which was number one, it wasn't the biggest red flag, but the first red flag was that she doesn't really seem to do a lot to dissuade these simps, these nice guys, or these guys trying to present their uh, sexual intent towards her, whether it be direct or indirect. We just want to have a direct example because that's just, it's the most extreme. You could always... Uh, you can always think about what that would mean indirectly. It's the same thing, essentially. Mm. Well, let me just cover that for a second. He might now be thinking, okay, I get it. It's fully well explained about what it means if it's a direct sexual potential. But what about these uh, these simps that are being indirect with intent to observe? Why, we've already spoken about the insecurity on that part. Why you would want her to dissuade nice guys who are simping? It's like, my man X... Why is it of any concern to you? Why is it of any concern to you that your female partner is getting hit up by guys who are just looking to life raft, in your words, simp? Guys that are looking to just interact, indirect of intent to observe. Okay, they're not actually ever going to put forward direct intent. Why is that an issue for you? Do you think she would ever become attracted to a masculine being who isn't even ballsy enough to put forward his direct intent? That's why we went on with the bar direct potential because that's the real issue potentially, which it shouldn't be now depending on what you're going to do with it. But it's a non-issue. It's a non-issue. Like you should be comfortable going out to an event with your girl and just having the full order, the the full batting order, the full team get run on her of simps of Mr. Nice Guys, just one after the other coming by and giving her these compliments and trying to uh, panhandle to her and try and pedestal her. You should be able to literally sit back, two tables back, crack open a, a cold one and just watch her just ding, ding, just just hit home runs out of the park with these guys, just say, next, 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 next. Like You should be excited and... Or enthused, you should be encouraging of her to see what she could do with these simp nice guys. In my last monogamous relationship, when I would go out to an event with her and I would watch this happen, I would see this and I'd see these nice guys, these life rafters come in, try and simp their way in. 
it was a game for me. It was for both of us. It was fun for us because our relationship was built on the foundation of that trust and acceptance. We weren't made of motivated by the pain. We were not motivated by the pain of punishment, which we need to get to. We will get to that very soon. But if it's mutually understood between you and your woman that, listen, we're both sexual beings. We've both got sexuality and energy flowing through us. We've decided to be in a, most, in a monogamous exclusive relationship, which means that we're not going to allow that to physically manifest outside of us too. But being mature adults, we're not going to try and curtail that emotionally. So we're still going to allow ourselves to practice, enjoy, express our sexual energy, at least on a psychological and emotional level, knowing that there are certain rules we've put in our relationship to prevent physical manifestation of that. So if I get all these nice guy simps coming up, let's have some fun with it. Let's fuck around with it. Like that's that's the mindset between that I'm going to have with a monogamous partner and that I did have with my previous one, which is that bring them on more. It's like the more the more that these guys can come in and try, the better. Because it just builds a stronger bond. As I said in the last podcast, the threads between you two get stronger and stronger the more you trust each other. But you laying the seeds of distrust by saying that you're unhappy with her not turning away the indirect simps, those threads start to come undone. And it only takes one thread at a point in the relationship you're at, two and a half years, for the whole thing to come undone. Just one thread is enough for two, three, four, five, six, and apart now you guys don't have anything together. That's how negative mindset works. Now, we want to get into something. Now, I want to pause that, but that that covers the indirect. That covers, like, your mindset should, I would recommend you take a good look at it and reverse it, in which that, be excited that, there's so many things we can go on here. Be excited that the woman that you're with is of an attractive quality that other simps are trying to get around. That's an, that's a good thing. It's a good thing that she's getting hit up. What's not a good thing is that you don't want her to get hit up. And we've explained why. So let's move on to point two here. Why is she not open with him? Ah, now everything's flowing in. Everything's flowing in now. Let's get his words. Why... Why is she not open with him? He says specifically here, is it wise to give your missus the benefit of the doubt trust-wise if she's never lied or cheated on you? The reason why is because I'm not certain I should trust my missus because she's been reserved a few times. Instead of opening up rawly about what's on her mind, because she's not always been 100% open with me lately, about why she's sad, slash fiery, slash stressed, I've begun to trust less and less. Does anyone want to take a swing in the live Q&A chat as to why she might not be feeling so inclined to be 100% open with him? Now that you start to know, start to have a little enlightenment as to his expectations of her sexually in this relationship. many holes in this wall we plugged one or he's attempted to plug one the water's attempting to come out the other end is what I'm saying here. anyone want to take a, sw- a chat uh, just a swing <clears throat> there's not going to be one correct answer to this because there's going to be many things we need to flesh out but there's a pretty obvious one if you switched on if you're paying attention there's a pretty obvious thing here going on 
Got a few people coming up, uh, coming up in the chat. Uh, just got up in the chat here. Distract on saying, yeah, I feel like she... I was just thinking that too, if she's feeling it, then she's feeling it. Thanks for explaining. Okay, I don't know what that means. You guys are talking to each other. Uh, distract when you asked me, what are my thoughts? I'm not sure what you're asking me, what my thoughts are on. By the way, guys, yeah, just, and, and you are being, when you are talking to each other in the chat, try and keep it relevant, just so when I'm coming up here for answers, otherwise there's just too much going on. So I'm just going through the chat. There's a lot of chat going on. I like the engagement, but just keep it relevant. Okay, so Jose has come in saying he will not react with a open mind. She thinks, and then Strackon comes in saying, well, I'm not sure what that was relevant to actually. Strackon then goes and saying she thinks he'll try to block her from more things. She thinks he'll try to block her from more things so she'll be less open. So the question that I ask you guys is that if she's not being 100% open with him right now, particularly lately, he's specifically said lately, which infers that they have at one stage been quite open with each other, that she's been quite fiery, quite stressed, and has just, you know, as, as uh, women will typically do, give the cold shoulder and just say, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> not being open about it. Why might this be? Why might this be? And I'm talking about it, why might this be in relation to what we discussed just previously? There's many things that this could be for that aren't related to his uh, poor handling of sexual expectation. However, there is definitely a very correlated reason for why she might be feeling not so open about things. And Distractcon is coming and saying that she thinks he'll try to block her from more things. So what Distractcon is pointing to here is patterns of patterns. If he blocks me one way, What's to say that he's not going to block me in another way? I don't mind that, Strakon. I don't mind that. Anyone else got some answers? Uh, John comes in saying, oh, John says, uh, is that mistake fixable? I'm not sure what that's relevant to. Distrakon, uh, Michael Sloan comes in saying, he has shut her down in the past for expressing her feelings? Question mark. So Michael, that's not actually an answer. You're asking me a question. Uh, no question marks at the ends if you if you mean it as an answer. Stand behind your answer. But let's say that you did mean it as an answer. He goes, he has shut her down in the past for expressing her feelings. So he's essentially given a more specific explanation of what Distrakon said if he did intend that as an answer, which you didn't, but you the benefit of the doubt just once. Uh, and I don't mind that at all, actually. We're going to start to dive into that a little bit more. Dominic comes in saying, dinner plate emoji. What? Based on what you already said multiple times in their relationship, he shut her potential down and it manifests in her actions towards him. So yeah, Dominic is following the line very well here. And a couple of others of you as well. <clears throat> I'll say this at the beginning because I know uh, X has definitely listened to this. We will be listening to this and Jenna may be listening to this with him at some point. I'm not going to stand here and say that she's not been feel, feeling stressed and fiery for other reasons. You know, things to do with the world situation, her life situation outside of their relationship. I'm not saying that doesn't play as a part. But when we look at the intercommunicational relationship between you and X, Jenna, <clears throat> if you're being stifled sexually, emotionally in one way, 
It's going to come out the other way. X, speaking to you, how do you expect her to be open and direct with you? Put a full stop there. How can you expect it? You asked if it's okay to not trust a girl or should I be giving her the benefit of the doubt? <coughs> Actually, you didn't even say, excuse me. You didn't even say, uh, is it okay? You said that you have stopped trusting her, that you're losing the trust for her because she's not being open. Whose fault's that? Whose fault's that? Does she not trust to be open with you just because she does not trust to be open with you in general? I don't think so. You use the word lately in your message, which means it's something that's been popping up recently and also infers there was a time in which that you were open and communicating well together. It just so happens that these insecurities are manifesting in which that you're not happy of her getting hit up with other guys. You're also not allowing the, giving her the impression that her sexual energy is something to be celebrated and okay and that actually you want her to flow through with that. So it actually begs the question of the opposite. Why should she trust you? Why should she be open with you? Because the way that you're behaving right now, it makes sense that she's not trusting and opening up. And this is where we're going to start to talk about the long play of cheating. Based on the way that you're currently operating, X, are you motivating her through the principle of pain and punishment? Or are you motivating her through the principles of trust and acceptance? It can only be one of the two. There is no middle ground. You are either motivating someone to act and think in a certain way because of the punishment and the fear of that punishment that will be on the other end, or you are motivating them from the complete opposite of that. It's coming from a place of pleasurable trust and acceptance. <clears throat> one is short-term, one is long-term. Sorry, guys, I got stuck in my throat. But just have a think about that. Motivated by pain and punishment or motivated by trust and acceptance? Short term is pain and punishment. You'll get results. X, you'll get results by motivating her to not act and think in a certain way through the fear of punishment. You will get her to act and think in the correct way that you want, at least the way that you did. But it won't last very long. What do, you, what do we know about people who are motivated by pain and fear of punishment? They come to resent the person who holds the whip. They don't fall more in love with the person who holds the whip. They come to resent the person that holds the whip. Now, some people, because of being broken down psychologically for such a long period of time, learn to accept that this is their way of life and nature. Broken bird mentality. And if that's what you want to do to your woman, keep doing what you're doing. Keep motivating her through... Pain and fear, lock and keep with the whip. But she'll only come to she'll either come to resent you or she'll be broken down to the point where she can never fly again. This is the long play. Things got pretty things got pretty dark there. Hey. That's what happens though. See it again and again. If you want the opposite, long term results. Long term results that benefit both of you. Trust and acceptance. I trust that you're a sexual being and that you know how to control yourself. I accept that 
in the event that that breaks down, you know that you can come back to me and tell me. You know that. <clears throat> you know that there will not be a whip at the end of it. There will not be hate and a, uh, a complete shunning and abandoning. <clears throat> if you know that, how does that make you feel? You really just contrast those two. And you look at the way X is acting. Which, what, which is the one he's motivating? Now, I've given you both extremes. He's not necessarily on the full extreme of one of them, but he's walking that path. He's walking a path that leads to the extreme of what we talked about first. If you motivate through fear of punishment, as in don't do this, I don't want you to do this. Do not engage with other masculine beings. Do not allow other nice guys to compliment you. Do not allow your sexual energy to flow. What seed are you planting in her mind? We're going to dive into some neuro-linguistics right here. Your subconscious mind is not registering the word don't. All she is registering is other masculine beings. Engage other masculine beings. Other masculine energy. Sexual energy. If I tell you guys, don't think about the pink elephant, what do you think about? If I say, do think about the pink elephant, what do you think about? Do or don't, do not matter to your subconscious mind. You will register the pink elephant. So in, in the futility of your attempt to stop her from doing the thing that you don't want by telling her, you can't do this. It's not just that, that we've broken down why that's never going to work. And why that actually only primes her to do the very thing you don't want her to do. You're, you're priming her with the seeds of that very action because you're trying to motivate through pain and fear and punishment. The third word there, the punishment, is what we're now talking about. Because what's going to happen if you do break the rules? Even if you never explicitly state it to her, like you never explicitly say, I'll break, you know, I'm fucking leave you. Or for some really, really dark masculine beings, I'm going to put a hand to you, whatever the punishment may be, and I don't think that's X at all uh, in terms of the really extreme stuff but and the really dark stuff, but you're still motivating through a punishment of some kind, as in I'm going to psychologically uh, punish you if you go against my will here. Not only is it futile because you've primed her for an action that you don't want in which that it's most likely going to happen more now because the seeds are getting more woven into the subconscious. So if she was placed in a scenario in which that the, op- the potential to get engaged sexually with another masculine being happened to be there and the conditions are right, what's been imprinted in her mind for so long? Just the idea of being with another person. Just the idea. Just the idea. The registry of do and don't are not registered on the deep subconscious level. Just the idea is there. Just the pink elephant is there. Don't think about the pink elephant. Do think about the pink elephant. It doesn't matter. The pink elephant is still what is first and foremost in your mind. So if the conditions were right, she's already primed for it. That's your fault. Who was the one that had spent the last two and a half years saying to her and giving her the impression, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go with other guys. Don't be with other guys. Don't express with other guys. Other guys, other guys, other guys, other guys, other guys. You're the one who planted that seed. It's your fault. And then, but then, but then that's, that's more of the realization of it actually happening. But there's something even worse that happens on the back end, which is what happens between you two. 
when you motivate through pain and fear of punishment. She resents you. Which is what brings us to this point. Her not being open with you, feeling that she can be raw and free to express all these things. Fear of punishment. X, I asked you explicitly in my follow-up context, have you asked her if she's cheated on you? You said no. As in you said you have not asked her. Why not? Why not? Are you afraid that she's going to get mad at you? Are you afraid that she's going to interpret that as you're assuming she has cheated on you? Well, what does that speak to? That she doesn't trust you. That you don't, the, 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 that foundation of that, you guys can't have an open conversation asking just objective-based questions without inferring a deeper, more psychologically mismanaged idea, an assumption of darkness. That's not a relationship. If you can't even sit down with her and say, I just want to ask you, have you been with another guy during our time together? And you know that she won't fly off the handle, but the reason why she won't fly off the handle is because she knows she can be honest with you. Why, my friends in this class Q&A, why would a woman fly off the handle if you're in a monogamous relationship if you asked her if she's cheated on someone, just objectively, you didn't load it with emotion, you didn't come in with your fucking pitchfork, right, and, and, and the axe, you didn't come to burn her down, you just simply said, hey, listen, babe, I just want to have a chat tonight, you free, you good, all right, see you in an hour, sit down on the couch, hey, I just want to talk about where we're at, and I just want to ask you, uh, have you ever been with another guy while we've been together? as neutral and as actually positively assuming as possible. Why would a woman fly off the handle if you delivered it that way? Put that in the chat. I think my voice is good now. I think I just had a bit of, a bit of phlegm stuck in the back of my throat. So I want an answer to that in the chat. I'm um, just going up in the chat here. He shuts her down, manifesting towards him. Pranav has come in asking a question about what does she mean by leave me alone, you perv. Uh, when we get to open Q&A, Pranav, just copy and paste that question. We're currently focused on something else right now, but we can get a letter. Uh, Winstoner comes in saying, I think your level of trust in her should depend on your own commitments, not based on a false idea of confidence in yourself relative to other persons as if it's a static thing. Very confusing way you've written that. Not very, not very digestible, but I think I understand what you're saying. And I do agree with the first part, at least, of that. Your level of trust should depend on the commitment you've made together. Of course, it should reflect what you guys have agreed upon. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guide to meditation, Eternal Energy has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to, actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. 
that's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always, uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of Q&A. I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future Social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.